Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 69, Top Podcast Directories and How to Get in Them. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. This is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. This is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity, which, by the way, next episode will be entirely about Audacity. This episode, we're going to talk about podcast directories and which ones are most important, which ones that really need your attention, and how you can get in these directories, what you need to do to make sure you're ready for these directories, and if you really want to get obsessive, where you can go to find out all of the podcast directories that you could possibly be in, which will consume the rest of your life submitting yourself to all of those directories. But I'll have those resources for you too. And all of this, by the way, will be in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 69. When you're over there, be sure to check out the past episodes, the blog, and more that's on that site, as well as subscribe if you aren't already subscribed. And a rating and review in iTunes would also be wonderful. But that's up to you. You don't have to do it. I just enjoy doing this, so it's fun. So you have your podcast, but if it sits on just your website, then it's not good enough. There is no such thing as if you build it, they will come in the internet world. People don't just come to your site. Now, there are things you can do to optimize your, optimize your site and your podcast and all of this so it's easier for people to find you, yes, but still, it's best to go to where people are. Now, if you're from the Midwest, you could add the word at at the end of that sentence, but it'd be totally unnecessary and improper. And yes, that's a pet peeve of mine that people around here say at at the end of sentences way too much. Anyway, go where people are for your podcast if you want to promote to them. So this means even places that you don't use, that you don't care about, that you may even hate with every bone in your body and all of your guts and everything attached to them, like iTunes. A lot of people do not like iTunes. But as you know, iTunes is the number one place to get podcasting sources or get the podcasts that are out there because they really popularized it and they made it easy for people to subscribe to podcasts with software that a lot of people already had. So iTunes is the number one place, but it's not the only place. So if you have your podcast in only one directory, then you're hurting yourself. You could be missing out on twice as many people or even more in other directories. And depending on what kind of podcast you have, you may actually get more subscribers from a different directory. And it totally depends on the content that you have. So before you look at submitting your podcast to multiple podcast directories, then there are some things that you need to do first. Just last episode, if you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 68, I shared 11 things that you must get right the first time when you start podcasting. And a couple of those tie into this too. When you start your podcast, number one, I highly recommend that you use FeedBurner because FeedBurner does a lot of great things in making sure that your podcast feed 
is ready for these podcast directories. It makes your feed valid. It ensures that it's working and it gives you all of these options for adding a lot of information to your feed that might otherwise be pretty hard to use or add. If you want more information about how to set up FeedBurner, check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash 53 for episode 53 when I talked about how to set up and use FeedBurner for blogging or podcasting. So number one, use FeedBurner. Number two, create a podcast-only RSS feed. This is really important to do before you submit your podcast to these directories because, like I mentioned in episode 68, this isn't something you can easily fix later. Now, I am working on an idea of a way you could fix this if you've submitted a single feed to podcast directories and you want to split that into an all-inclusive and a podcast-only feed. However, that method, ironically, doesn't work as well if you're using FeedBurner. So this is something important to get right the first time when you start. Have your separate podcast RSS feed. Then you want to make sure that these things are valid feeds. I like to use feedvalidator.org for that. And feedvalidator is really easy to use, but don't let it scare you if it says warning, 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 warning. Warnings are okay. Errors are not. So most likely your feed is going to have warnings. I know my feed has warnings to it just because there are things that FeedBurner or FeedValidator.org isn't set to look for, but are accepted standards. So warnings, okay. Errors, not okay. So after you've used FeedBurner, or if you're going to do that, which I do recommend, but it's not required, create a podcast-only RSS feed, then optimize your feed so that it has all of the important information that you need inside your feed. Because a lot of podcast directories pull all of the information about your podcast directly from your feed. iTunes, for example, when you submit a podcast to iTunes, all you give it is your RSS feed. You don't give it any other information, no title, description, episode numbers, website address, any of that stuff. You give it only your RSS feed. It pulls everything it needs from that feed. Other podcast directories are a little bit different that they give you more options of information to fill out in their directory. Others pull it just from your feed. So you want to make sure that your feed has all of the most important information in it. I would say that is your title, obviously, the title of your podcast, the talent or host names or publisher or author. It's called different things, but it's who you are or the name of your network. It's up to you what you want to display in that field. Your description of the podcast Your podcast cover art, now there are two places you can put this, and that leads into also your RSS2 image. Your podcast cover art has a special field in your RSS feed called iTunes image. That's where iTunes gets its high-resolution image of your podcast cover art. This would be your 600 by 600 version. Then there's also the RSS2 image, which is maximum 144 by 144, pixel edition of your podcast cover art. That's where the other podcast directories will often get your image unless they let you upload it yourself. Your feed will also need information like the categories, especially for your iTunes settings, because you set that in your feed, not through iTunes, what categories you'll be in. Your keywords for your feed, the first seven or so are the most important. You also need to include things like the iTunes clean, explicit, or 
absence of a tag there, uh, any copyright information, what language it's in. And when you're working with your feed and what generates your feed, which I recommend using WordPress with PowerPress, make sure that you also have a high number of feed items publishing to that feed, especially if it's a podcast-only feed. That way, your subscribers can get as many of your episodes as possible through these podcast directories, and the podcast directories will list as many of your episodes as possible. Because if you have a low feed limit and podcasts are getting your information from your feed, then they will make your past episodes disappear as you publish new episodes and bump out those older ones, depending on your feed limit. You can also use the post per category plugin if you're using a category-specific RSS feed. I know I'm throwing out a lot of stuff here, but I've covered it before in past episodes. So check out those two episodes, and I link to this in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 69. Look at the couple links that are immediately under before you submit in the show notes for this episode. So then when you submit to these multiple directories, keep in mind you want to be everywhere that you can be. Even if it seems like a dead directory, it can still help you a little bit because of search engine optimization. See, the new world of search engine optimization, or SEO, isn't necessarily only being first in Google. It also matters how many items are you filling in Google. How many ways can people find your content? The more directories you're listed in, the more likely that people will find you in those separate directories, and those separate directories can also link back to your site, helping your search engine ranking for your site and for your individual pages. So don't think that you only need to be in one directory. Don't completely discount the smaller directories either, because they can be just as important for helping you promote your site and give credence to your site, but not necessarily for getting new listeners, depending on the directory. So let's take the number one elephant in the room, the iTunes store. Apple and iTunes are often accused of being a walled garden where they only allow certain things or it's really hard to get in. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. But whatever the case, their podcast directory is still the best. When iTunes was updated to support podcasts, that was huge because so many people already had iTunes And so adding the podcast directory was so simple for people then to subscribe to podcasts and listen to them. It's also great because the iPod is the most popular portable music player and iPhone is among the most popular smartphones. And these things synchronize podcasts with iTunes. And what's awesome about them, and I didn't discover this until I had my first iPod a couple years ago, what's awesome is that If you play to a certain spot in a podcast in iTunes and then connect an iPod, synchronize it, and then take your iPod and listen to that same podcast episode, it resumes right where you left off. Then when you connect your iPod back to the computer, it resynchronizes and it synchronizes your place in the podcast. So you can resume listening wherever you are. And that's great. So that makes it really easy for your listeners to be able to carry your podcast from place to place. And you probably know this stuff too, but also consider how convenient that is for your listeners. So you need to be an iTunes store. Definitely, definitely need to be in there. That's where most podcast subscriptions come from for the majority of podcasts out there. 
So the steps for this, it's a basically a six-step process. Number one, you need an Apple ID. You can sign up for this either through iTunes, the program, or at apple.com or through the Mac App Store, wherever. You need an Apple ID, and that's just kind of an anti-spam measure and measure and a way that they can also keep track of these things. Then you do need to have iTunes. So this means you need access to either a Windows or OS X installation. You can run these programs through VMware or maybe even through software like Wine if you're on a Linux distribution. But you need iTunes because the way you submit a podcast is through the iTunes program. So run iTunes, go to the iTunes store, then go to the podcast section, and then in the right side, there are a list of links, and one of those links near the bottom is Submit Podcast. Click on that, and I also have a link to this, a handy link that takes you right to that page in iTunes, over in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 69, and you'll see this link under iTunes store. When you click that link, or to get to submit podcast, all it asks for is your RSS feed. I highly, highly recommend that this be your podcast only feed. Again, you're going to hear that a lot in this. Submit your podcast only feeds to these directories. So enter your podcast only feed. And whether you've logged into iTunes or not yet, it may ask you then to log in with your Apple ID, especially if this is your first time using iTunes. You log in, you complete the process, it'll ask for an email address, I think, and then you just wait for approval. And Apple will notify you when your podcast is approved, and then you'll be able to search for it within a couple days, and your cover art and stuff will appear within a couple days. As soon as your podcast is listed, not all of the stuff is filled in, like you won't be searchable Your cover art might not be there immediately in search results or directory listings. It might take a couple days. So don't panic if you don't see anything at first. So that's basically how you get into iTunes. It's really easy and it is highly recommended. And I have a link to the Apple site for more information about what iTunes is looking for and what they need in order to be a valid podcast feed. Another place is Now, the rest of these, as I go through, are not in any particular order, but I recommend that you be in the Zune marketplace. Now, you might be thinking, wait, the Zune is dead. It's not around anymore. It's a dead player, but realize the Zune player was the number two player next to the iPod by a huge margin, though. It was a very popular player and very well designed, too, in some ways, except for physically. But it had great software, and Microsoft now has Windows Phone, and Windows Phone uses the Zune Marketplace for software and videos and podcasts. So you should be in the Zune Marketplace with your podcast. Getting into the Zune Marketplace is pretty easy but it doesn't involve what you would think it would involve. Don't go to the website and click Submit Podcast. That oddly doesn't always seem to work. So the best way, and I did just confirm this today with Rob Greenlee, who runs the Zoom Podcasting Network, and he has some podcasts of his own, 
is email Rob, rob at zune.net with your podcast only RSS feed. That's all he needs. He doesn't need any other information. But if you email him with your podcast only feed, so that's Rob, R-O-B at zune.net, Z-U-N-E.net then he'll make sure that gets added to the directory in its appropriate place as well. So that way you can be on Zune devices, the Zune marketplace for Windows, and also Windows phone systems. And I think this will come into play quite a bit more with the upcoming launch of Windows 8. I have a feeling they'll probably incorporate the Zune marketplace more into Windows, kind of like Apple has the Mac App Store now. Third place is the BlackBerry podcast directory. BlackBerry isn't dead yet, but it does have a very mature podcast directory, and a lot of business people still use Blackberries. So especially if your podcast has a business theme to it, you need to be in the BlackBerry podcast directory. In fact, I've heard of a podcast, I can't remember the name of it now though, but they said they get more subscriptions and downloads from the BlackBerry market than they do from any other podcast directory that they're in. And that's because they're a very business-themed podcast and BlackBerry people are generally business-themed people, except for Emma Swan from Once Upon a Time. I don't know why she has a BlackBerry, oncepodcast.com crossover promotion, by the way. So creating your podcast and adding it to BlackBerry is pretty easy. You go to the BlackBerry podcast website, which is blackberry.com slash podcasts, or I have a link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 69. You need to create an account with Research in Motion or RIM on their podcast site and then log in. Then you'll just see this nice handy button that says submit a new podcast into your podcast only RSS feed. And then you kind of wait. You need to enter just a little bit more information, but you pretty much wait. And if you don't have a BlackBerry, find someone who does and ask them to look for your podcast. Because unfortunately, there's no desktop software and no web access to the BlackBerry podcast directory. So you have to find someone who has a BlackBerry to check it. And it has to be a newer BlackBerry, like within the last three years or so. So get in the BlackBerry podcast directory. I have a couple links for more information about these, uh, that method over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 69, including uh, listener Rob, 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 I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but a while back when BlackBerry launched their podcast directory, Rob, made a visual walkthrough of how to submit your podcast to BlackBerry. So I have a link to that in the audacity to podcast.com slash 69. Then now these extra places after this, you've probably not heard of or might not realize their importance. The Miro player is a free popular competitor to iTunes Miro has been around for quite a while. I know one of their software developers, um, like top, I think, developer over there. But they've been around for quite a while. They recently had some major updates. And it's a great player, actually, for people who don't like iTunes. 
And Miro has this thing called the Miro Guide at M-I-R-O-G-U-I-D-E dot com where you can subscribe to video and audio podcasts. Miro is typically a video podcast directory, but they also have plenty of audio podcasts and all of my audio podcasts are also in there. So this is another great place where you could submit your podcast. So first you have to create an account over at MuroGuide.com and log in. Then once you're logged in, hover your mouse over your username in the upper right corner of the screen and click submit a show. Then you enter your podcast information and all they really need is your podcast name and your podcast only RSS feed. Then you have two buttons. The button that concerns you is I am the creator. You're claiming this as your own feed. That way it's trackable within your account. And then you just wait for approval and they will email you a link that includes the link to your listing in the Miro guide. Again, I have more links, uh, another link for more information on that over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 69. Then there's the Double Twist player. Double Twist is also a popular free competitor to iTunes, but Double Twist got its fame originally by the fact that it it tried to give you freedom from iTunes if you're an iTunes user. So it would do things like allow you to synchronize your iTunes music and podcasts with a device other than an Apple mobile device. Then they've branched out into other ways like being a complete software media player and now they have mobile devices or mobile programs for your mobile devices and they just recently opened it up so that at least on Android I'm not so sure about iOS but on Android you can now stream podcasts for free with the Double Twist software previously you had to pay for that now this doesn't mean download a podcast and listen to it but stream a podcast episode online either through wi-fi or a data network but you can now do that for free through at least the android program and i think also the ios program so this is a great alternative for people who hate apple they've probably come to double twist or miro but also list your podcast here now listing your podcast in double twist is odd their software is kind of odd too like they say, if you manually subscribe to a podcast and ask a lot of other people to manually subscribe to your podcast in Double Twist, that that'll add your podcast to their directory. But at least in the OS X version, I cannot find where to manually subscribe to a podcast. It's really weird. They don't have a good search engine. There are a lot of shortcomings to their software that eh, it kind of bugs me. But they also try to pull from the iTunes podcast directory. So if you're in iTunes, you may eventually show up in Double Twist as well, but I can't guarantee that. So the best way is email support at doubletwist.com with your podcast information. I would recommend that you give them your podcast title, your podcast-only RSS feed, and what categories you want to be listed in. You could also give them your description and other information. I don't think that's necessary. I think they can pull that from your feed, but... I have yet to hear back from Double Twist support, so we'll find out. But they did post in their own forum saying, if you want your podcast in our directory, then email us. 
And then they said some other things too, but emailing them would be the best way to do that. I have that email address also in the show notes so you can get to that. Then there's Stitcher. Stitcher is a fantastic program that's been around for a while, but it's getting more popular recently as they're sponsoring major podcasts and have now software on several platforms. Stitcher is a program that streams podcast episodes for mobile devices, but also does it on the desktop that you can do it through a web browser. But it's great because these devices on networks that have a file size download limit, like I believe it's AT&T has an, a 20 megabyte download limit that you can't download a single file that's larger than 20 megabytes. I could be wrong on that. I don't have AT&T. But if you have a carrier that limits your download file size like that, then Stitcher is a great way around that because they will stream the episode to you and you can search for episodes or you can pick a category and it just plays all of the episodes from that. It's a great way to get your stuff on mobile devices, make it easy for people to listen while they're out and about or listen through a website streaming if they're not on your own website. If you want to use Stitcher for yourself, please sign up with the promo code audacity and that is an affiliate link i will get paid a small amount if you sign up with the audacity promo code and you will also be entered in a contest for i think it's a hundred dollars from stitcher so what you need to do to get into the stitcher podcast directory is sign up as a stitcher partner i have a link for that on the show notes over at the audacity podcast.com slash 69 And when you sign up, you can include your podcast information for multiple podcasts at the same time. So you don't have to keep going through the sign-up procedure or submit all of these forms. So it asks for your podcast title and your podcast-only RSS feeds. You can also add your bitrate, but that's not required. Now, Stitcher does cache your episodes, so if you're using Libsyn, Blueberry, Podtrack, or any service like that to track your download statistics, this will not show up from Stitcher. So keep that in mind. You have to go through Stitcher to see what your actual statistics are, but they have some really awesome statistics. Like you can see, how long did people listen to this episode? Because it's streaming. So you can see that maybe you have a five-hour podcast episode. Please don't. But maybe you do have one. And then you see that, oh, most people only listen to 45 minutes. Then you can get an idea that, hey, maybe you should instead have a 45-minute podcast episode instead of a five-hour podcast episode. And the reason right now the chat room is uh, questioning this, they're like, really, seriously, that Stitcher caches your episodes? Yes. And the reason they do that is because... In order to make your episodes more streaming friendly, they have to cache it and re-encode it. So your episode quality, audio quality, is lowered for people listening through Stitcher. It's definitely converted to mono. I believe they also drop it down to 32 or 64 kilobits per second. It's probably 32 uh, based on my memory of how it sounds. It sounds like it was something around 32 kilobits per second. Wow. I'm a geek, if I could just tell that by listening to it. That's 
that's terrible. If you're if you can tell too, then welcome. We're geeks together. It's not terrible. It's just crazy that we can do that. And then wait for approval from this. And you can also sign up to be a Stitcher affiliate, but I haven't made any money from it. Uh, we've got Nick in the chat room. He hasn't made any money from it. I know a couple of people are promoting their Stitcher links and haven't made any money from it. It doesn't pay very much, but it could pay something. I just haven't promoted Stitcher very much. And it's all in how much you promote it, because really, you're not going to make money from something you never promote. By the way, while I'm talking about the chat room, I do this live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx slash live. And it's awesome to see all these people hanging out. We've got in the chat room right now, Dachshund for Georgian Money Plan SOS. That's Steve. We've got Nick SPNT, Wally's Modcast, JD Sutter, and a couple of anonymouses in there. So thank you everyone for joining live. And everyone else that's listening to this on the download can join live when I do this on 2 p.m. Eastern time on Mondays over at noodle.mx slash live. Then finally, the last popular directory that I would recommend that you put your podcast in is in the Blueberry podcast directory. Blueberry does a lot of awesome things for podcasters because they they offer that service that we all love, the PowerPress plugin for WordPress, which is the best podcasting plugin for WordPress, in my opinion. I know there are others out there, but I absolutely love PowerPress and it's great. It's These guys know podcasting. They are podcasters. Everyone on their team, I think, has their own at least one podcast. And I've met most of the people on their team. There's some great guys. Angelo Mandato does all of their programming. Michael Dell does their development. Todd Cochran is their CEO. So listing your podcast in Blueberry directory is great. There are also benefits too, like joining Blueberry and getting their free stats, or you can pay only $5 a month and get premium stats, which are wonderful. They give you a lot more details about your stats. They also have media hosting options and more over there. But you can just list your podcast in the Blueberry directory. They have a very important requirement for your podcast. That is that you have at least seven episodes in your feed. And there's a statistical reason they require that. Blueberry is very smart about this. They know that the average podcast doesn't make it beyond seven episodes. But what I've heard from Todd Cochran is if you make it seven episodes, you'll most likely make it to, I think it's like 23 episodes. If you make it to 23, then you'll most likely make it to 50. If you make it to 50, it's, it's exponential that if you make it to one number, then you'll most likely go on past that and do more podcasts. So they require that you have at least seven episodes in your feed. Go to blueberry.com and that's like the fruit, but without the ease, B-L-U-B-B-R-Y and create an account over there and log in. Then you click on the add your podcast or add show link. And I have links to these again in the show notes at the audacitypodcast.com slash 69 under the blueberry heading add your podcast, and you need to include some information with that. Your podcast title, a podcast keyword, and this is for Blueberry's tracking. So if you ever use Blueberry's tracking stats, which by the way, I highly recommend, and also this opens up opportunities that you can have advertising in your podcast someday if you use their stats. But this is a keyword that they would use to track your podcast downloads. 
if you enable that. You also need to choose your category. You get one category to choose from and your podcast-only RSS feed and your web address. Then you wait for approval there. Again, make sure you meet that limit of at least seven episodes in your feed before they'll approve you. So those are the top podcast directories I recommend and how you can get in them. Again, that's the iTunes Store, the Zoom Marketplace, BlackBerry Podcast, Miro Guide, the Double Twist Podcast Directory, Stitcher, and Blueberry. Now, there are mm, hundreds, question mark, of other podcast directories out there. There are two places I recommend you go to find out more of these podcast directories, and I have links to this in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 69. First, there's podcast411.com. They have a directory of podcast directories that lists a whole bunch of these places. And they recently updated this list as of January 2012. They updated the list and removed a lot of things because these podcast directories come and go. A couple big ones recently died or changed. Like podcast.com used to be a directory where you could submit your own podcast to it. But now podcast.com is owned by Libsyn and listing yourself in podcast.com is exclusive to Libsyn members and Libsyn customers. So you do have to pay for Libsyn service in order to get in the podcast directory there, but that's a great place. So if you are a Libsyn customer, make sure you're listed in the Libsyn podcast.com directory. So check out podcast411.com's list of a directory of podcast directories. But also Jay Walsh from propotter.com had seen this list a couple months ago and the list wasn't really updated. So Jay went through and checked a whole bunch of podcast directories and came up with what he felt was the top 50-ish podcast directories that you should be listed in. Now, there are a lot here. There are things like Podcast Pickle used to be really big. Not so much anymore. In fact, their website has problems. It's not laid out very well and it's buggy and stuff, but it's a good place still to make sure your podcast is listed there. There are other things like Podcast Alley uh, and many other places like that that I highly recommend that you check out and go ahead and look at those podcast directories and consider submitting your podcast to them. Again, you can get these directions that I shared and links to these other directories over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 69 and submit your podcast to these directories. I want to know from you, and please comment on the show notes about this, what directories do you think are also important or what up and coming directories? There are other services out there that are very device specific, like for Nokia phones or for uh, for Blackberries or a program on Android or iOS that has its own podcast directory. Some of these programs like Pocket Casts pull from the iTunes directory. Some of these podcast program programs have their own directory and you need to contact the developers there to ask them about that. One of my subscribers to the Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com asked me about getting my podcast in 
Dr. Potter, which is, by the way, P-O-D-D-E-R, not T-T. It's a podcast directory for the Palm Pre web OS. That is niche. But if I could get in there, that's great. So I've reached out to the, the developer to try and get in that directory. And you could check that out too and try and find out how you could do it because I'm still at a loss to get in there. So check out all of these directories. And I want to know what directories do you think are important? Please comment about that over at the audacitytopodcast.com slash 69. You can also mention in there all the directories that you've submitted your podcast in or what new directories are you going to submit your podcast to now that you've learned some of these new options. Maybe you've heard something here that you hadn't heard before or if you look at the list and you see a couple things like, for example, the list contains podcast directory of women who podcast. So if you're a woman who podcasts and your podcast is for women, then that's a great place to check out listing your podcast there. And so many other very, very specific podcast directories like a Christian podcast directory and many other things. So check it out. Links in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 69. Like I said, my next episode will be about Audacity. I haven't decided which topic I want to cover with Audacity. I've got a couple things in mind, but you're welcome to send me your suggestions or questions for upcoming episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com, call 903-231-2221, or you can go to the website, theaudacitytopodcast.com, and click the Send a Voice Message tab on the right side, and that is courtesy of SpeakPipe, which I'm liking a lot, actually. And if you want to learn more about them, check out my blog post about them at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash SpeakPipe. It's spelled exactly like it sounds, SpeakPipe. Then I'm also planning an upcoming episode about privacy policies. Do you need a privacy policy on your website? And what should it contain? So I would love to hear from you your feedback about that upcoming topic of good privacy policies you've seen for podcasts and content, basic sites. And you might not think you need it, but I'll tell you why I've started thinking about this more recently. One is I have newsletters that I offer from several of my podcasts. By the way, you can get free podcasting tips from the audacity to podcast.com sign up for the free podcasting tips newsletter on the right side i don't use that a whole lot i try to make it worth it but that's one thing where people are giving me some personal information the other thing is people are commenting on places i'm getting people's phone numbers from their voicemails i'm getting people's email addresses sometimes i can tell where people live like their city or their full name based on some of this information that they're sharing their signature whatever so i'm realizing that even as a content producer i need to have a privacy policy and you need to think about that too because people need to know what are you going to do with their information does commenting on your website mean i immediately get signed up for your newsletter are you going to spam me if i comment or if i email you That's something important that you need to address and I need to address as well so my listeners know how I'm going to try and be honorable with their information. I'm not going to try. I am 
going to be honorable with their information and how that information will be used and will not be shared. So let me know what you think about privacy policies, suggestions. If you have one, that would be great to see. Email feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or call in 903-231-2221 or send a message courtesy of SpeakPipe over at the audacity to podcast.com. One other reason this is very important that I discovered recently, I tried to apply for an affiliate program for, uh, I can't remember the company right at the moment, but they turned me down and thankfully they said why they denied my application. And the reason was I didn't have a privacy policy, which I'd never thought about that before as affecting, affecting an affiliate relationship. But that might explain why a lot of other places have turned me down when I've applied for affiliate links and I've had to appeal to them for approval. So maybe having a privacy policy on your page will help you get affiliate links and make you look even more official too. So we will be talking about that in a future episode. If you can't tell, my tongue starts getting twisted and my lips don't move as fast as my mouth does when I start getting excited. But check out all of this and more over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 69. I would love to hear from you what podcast directories you're using and what are your stats like? Are you getting a lot of subscribers from one of these off directories or have you checked your stats on these directories and suddenly discovered, wow, you've got a lot of information there? Email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com for any future suggestions on future topics that I should include and questions about Audacity and anything else there too. Check out podcastcoverart.com if you need cover art for your podcast. The price has gone up, but I've also improved what I offer. So check it out at podcastcoverart.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And keep me in mind if you need any website design or other stuff like that that I can design for you as a blogger, a podcaster, a business professional, whatever. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts on Once Upon a Time, Clean Comedy, Christian Movie Reviews, Christian Worldview, and more to come over at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. Techpodcasts.com is owned and run by Blueberry, who does awesome things for podcasters, And the podcasts over at techpodcast.com are awesome. All kinds of stuff about technology and all clean and family friendly, which I really appreciate too. So check it out at techpodcast.com. Some awesome people, awesome podcasters, awesome podcasts about technology. Techpodcast.com.